With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Truth and Justice. Suddenly, the Melgar's four dogs started barking in the backyard. It was the middle of the night, so Jim got out of the tub to bring the pups inside. Sandy continued to soak, the jets roaring as the water massaged her for about 5 to 15 minutes. When Jim hadn't returned, she decided to get out of the tub and to get dressed. She stepped out, jacuzzi jet still running, and entered the bathroom walk-in closet. There, she put on a pair of underwear, some booty socks, and a nightgown. She then sat down in the chair inside the closet and began to apply lotion to her legs. And that is the last thing that Sandy Melgar remembers from the night of December 22nd, 2012. Jaime Estuardo Melgar, at 52 years old, suffered from 51 blunt and sharp force injuries. He was pronounced dead at the scene, and Harris County Sheriff's Department Detective Ruben Carazal narrowed in on his one lead suspect, before crime scene investigators had even finished processing the scene. EMS and police swarmed to the scene at 9538 Kelsey Meadows Court like moths to a streetlight. Paramedic Stephanie Roberts was one of the first to arrive at the scene. At trial, Roberts testified that upon entry into the master bedroom, she heard Sandy, quote, screaming and, quote, crying hysterically. Unaware of the exact nature of the call for service, Stephanie had walked into utter chaos. She observed Herman and Maria Melgar desperately attempting to console Sandy. The seasoned paramedic attempted to draw out of Sandy what exactly was going on. Sandy's hysterics made it nearly impossible to speak to her. Aside from being extremely upset, Sandy herself was confused. Robert's official EMS report states, quote, Patient had no sense of time and last recalls a time about 1 a.m. this morning patient did not realize that it was evening time and that approximately 15 hours had passed that she was unaware of events. End quote. According to her report and testimony, Roberts observed Sandy in a state of shock. She repeatedly complained that her head hurt and rubbed the left side of her skull. 
Sandy told Roberts that she believed she must have had a seizure because of the way that she felt when she woke up. She went on to explain that she had a history of seizure disorder, lupus, and bilateral hip replacements. After Sandy explained that when she had seizures, she would often sleep for hours afterward, Stephanie asked her if she would like to go to the hospital and be checked out. Sandy declined, stating that she wasn't injured. At trial, Stephanie Roberts testified that she did not feel a bump or any injuries on Sandy's head. And, more importantly, she did not see any bruising on her body, including her wrists. Later, in an interview on Dateline, Roberts reiterated that fact, that Mrs. Melgar had zero ligature marks. Several Harris County deputies sped to the scene after receiving the 911 call. And speaking of that call, one of several blunders in this investigation is the fact that Harris County failed to preserve a copy of the call made upon the discovery of Sandy in the master bathroom closet. The recording is lost, and any chance of hearing what was happening inside of the Melgar house during those chaotic first few moments was lost with it. The first Harris County officer to arrive at the scene was Deputy Jennifer Martinez. Martinez found Sandy on the toilet in the master bedroom. According to Herman and his family, only a few short minutes had passed since she was found in the closet. Maria and Herman helped Sandy off the floor. She sat in the chair that seconds before had been holding the closet door closed while her bindings were cut off. She then scuttled into the bedroom where she saw her husband Jaime, nude and covered in blood. Sandy checked his pulse and began to scream hysterically. Maria helped Sandy back into the bathroom to change her clothes and Sandy was using the toilet when Deputy Martinez approached her. While only a few short minutes had passed and Sandy discovered that her husband had been murdered, Jennifer Martinez made sure to point out at trial that she did not inform her that anything had been taken from the house during this conversation. In fact, Martinez did not paint a kind picture of Sandy throughout her entire testimony, pointing out that Sandy never once asked her about Jim's condition. She did, however, concede that she had to repeatedly ask Sandy to calm down in order to get necessary information from her. Throughout the next hour, Sandy and family exited the home while crime scene investigators and detectives arrived. Sandy signed off on multiple consent-to-search waivers while family members and neighbors gathered outside of the yellow crime scene tape. Detective Ruben Sean Carazal took over as the lead investigator and immediately noticed that something wasn't adding up. On the surface, the case looked pretty straightforward. Sandy was found locked in a closet and bound, and Jaime was stabbed and bludgeoned to death, and the house looked to be ransacked. Drawers were open, jewelry was scattered about the bathroom. Clearly, this was a burglary gone terribly wrong. But... A closer look raised some very disturbing questions. If this was a robbery, then why were so many valuable items left in the house? (music) 
Deputy Martinez noted that the home was full of expensive items that would be easy to convert into cash. Televisions, computers, cameras, and tools. So many expensive tools were just left sitting in the garage, free for the taking. Had the entire scene been staged? Surely the killer would have been covered in blood, and yet there was no evidence of any blood tract anywhere throughout the house. Only in the closet and bedroom where Jaime had been killed. And if this was a burglary, then why were there no signs of forced entry? Why is Sandy not injured? She was supposedly locked in the closet and bound, but showed no signs of injuries. In fact, she told paramedics on the scene that she was, in fact, not injured. Luckily, Detective Carlsall must have thought, they at least have an eyewitness. Sandy had survived. She could at least give him a description of the offenders who had tied her up. And that's where things really began to break bad for Sandy Melgar. When asked who attacked her and killed her husband, Sandy simply replied, I can't remember. She explained to Carazal that she remembered going into the closet and then nothing. No description of who tied her up or even a memory of being tied up. Maybe this case was much simpler than the detective had originally thought. Maybe the entire bizarre crime scene had been staged and Sandy Melgar had killed her husband. This made the most sense. Why would a burglar enter a house in the middle of the night, ransack the house, and only take a few small items, if anything? Murder the husband, but just tie up the wife, leaving a living eyewitness. And somehow, this hypothetical killer managed to do this without forcing a door or even leaving a single bloody footprint. No way, Carazal must have been thinking. He wasn't buying the I-can't-remember story. Then, while crime scene investigators were just beginning to process the scene, Sean Carazal took Sandy Melgar back to the police station to be interrogated. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sandra Melgar's police interrogation lasted for several hours on the night of December 23rd and into the early morning hours of the 24th. All the while, CSIs worked on processing the crime scene back on Kelsey Meadows Court. 
The entirety of the interrogation was videotaped. What you're about to hear is the first hour of Sandy's interview. We will review and analyze the rest of her interviews in another episode. After last week, many of you have been asking, how in the world was Sandy charged with this murder? This was the beginning of the end for Sandra Melgar. I need to do a statement from you, okay? That's why we're here. And I will record and do a little statement and get some questions from you answered. Case number 12176. 269. It's Sunday, December 23rd, 2012. This is Sean Cares of Harris County Sheriff's Office Homicide, 60 Henry 42. The current time is 9.42 p.m. Uh, the incident occurred at 9538 uh, Kelsey Meadows Circle. Uh, also with me is Sergeant Doucet. Sergeant Doucet, can you identify yourself? I'm 60 Henry 39. Okay. Ma'am, can you identify yourself for me? Sandra Milgar. What is your date of birth, ma'am? 15. And your home address is where? Uh, 9538 Kelsey Meadows. Yeah. Where were you at? Let's start from the morning when you woke up today. Where were you at? Yes. In my closet. This morning. Yes. Okay, what about yesterday? Let's start yesterday. <clears throat> yesterday. <laughs> Which would be Saturday. Uh, we went out to eat. Okay, where did y'all go eat at? Uh, Mexican restaurant. I think it was, uh, um, Don Bravo's. Don Bravo's were... And what time was that? No, it wasn't Don Bravo's. It was, uh... Cuckoo's. Cuckoo's. Uh, I'm going to say about 8. I mean, I'm just guessing. I, I don't know. Okay, so approximately 8 o'clock mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then after that, what did you do? What is your husband? Who is your husband? Jamie. What is your husband's name? Jamie Melgar. Melgar. Was he with you when y'all went to eat? Okay. Then did y'all come home or go somewhere else? We went home, but we stopped at CVS. Okay, then what? Then we went home. And when you got home, what did y'all do? Um, we made some drinks and we got in the jacuzzi. And this is on Saturday, Saturday night. Jacuzzi, you're talking about the bathtub that the in your master bathroom? Right. Jacuzzi? Both y'all got in the jacuzzi? Yes. Okay. Then where were you sitting in the jacuzzi? Um, my back towards, um, I was on the left. The left. Facing it. Facing on the left. So by the mirror and the sink on that side, the left side? Mm-hmm. Not the bathroom side? There's a mirror on both sides. Okay. But if you're just standing straight at it, you're on the left side. And then what, where was your husband at? On the right side. Okay. And then what? Stayed there for about maybe two hours. Talking and drinking. What were you talking about? We 
we're supposed to be celebrating our anniversary. When is your anniversary? Of December? And I'm sorry, what what time did you get into the jacuzzi? I don't keep track of time. I just... Sometime after we finished dinner... What's your dinner day? About, no, about... Maybe eight. We stayed there for a little while. What time did you get home? Um... Probably midnight. Okay. I'm just guessing. I don't know. And did, did you immediately get into the jacuzzi at that time when you got home? We made drinks and went straight to the jacuzzi. Where'd you make the drinks? In the, well, we just grabbed the... We went to CVS to get the Coke and the Sprite. And we just grabbed the bottle of vodka and some ice. And we Which CVS did you go to? It's right there on the guest room. Gessner and... Okay. So, y'all, you went there all the way home, stopped off at CVS, mm -hmm. and then you went uh, home. Right. So, sometime around midnight, you got home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did y'all go straight to the jacuzzi at that time? Yeah. And which car were y'all traveling in to get home? Mine. The Infinity. The one that was in the garage? Mm -hmm. And so y'all pulled in there around midnight. Did you close the garage? I went in first. Mm -hmm. um, he had a couple a couple of bags, well, our doggy bags and what we got at CVS to get. So I think he made two trips. I don't know who closed it. I went, I, I grabbed the drinks and went to the I mean, he'd have to close the door behind the infinity. It was closed tonight, right? It was yeah. still, it was closed. Yeah. So, what about the other garage door? We, the only time he opens that one is if he's working or throwing out trash. So, was it closed when you got home last night? But besides, y'all had to open the one to get the car in the garage. Right. The other one was closed. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you didn't know of him opening it back up last night? No. <clears throat> okay. No. So then y'all went straight in, and what, what'd y'all do? Go, let's go through the steps. We started running the tub, and... You were dressed, right? Yeah. Okay. Go through the steps. Well, I got there first and started mixing the drinks, and then I got undressed, and... Um, lit some candles. I think maybe he lit the candles. I think he lit the candles. Where did you get undressed? What were you wearing? Yeah. I don't remember. Just did y'all dress up? No. I don't remember. Uh, I think I was wearing black, brown slacks. A brown sweater, turtleneck, and brown boots. And he was wearing a black sweater over a shirt, I think a burgundy shirt, and some blue pants. So you went on in the bathroom and lit the candles? Mm -hmm. 
Is that where you got to address the mm-hmm. bathroom? Okay. And what about him? Except my boots, I took them off in the bedroom okay. as soon as I walked in. Where did you put those? There, I left them in the bedroom, usually by the TV. Where did he get undressed? I think in the closet, in his closet. Okay. Uh, so you went ahead and got in the, in the jacuzzi first. Mm-hmm. And then he came. Right. And then what? That's at midnight. Just stayed there for a while. Talking? Yeah. What else? Yeah. How long were y'all sitting there talking? I'd say about two hours. <clears throat> and what were y'all talking about? The years we've had. About my daughter, about his job. Um, about, he was going to retire next year, and we were going to go on a trip. That's it. Just uh, nothing particular. Any disagreement? No. No. You all drinking that whole time that you are sitting there? We didn't drink much. I think if I had two, I wouldn't even think I finished the second. And yeah, I had three. Um, and I've been in there, and um, there were strawberries next to the tub mm-hmm. and whipped cream. Did y'all eat any of those? We were gonna go to the bed. Okay, so y'all y'all didn't eat any of those. And then I had one or two, and that was it. And then we were going to just go to the bed. Okay. And what happened? He got out. I think the dogs were barking a lot. Where were your dogs at? We usually have them in that barricade in the dining area. I mean, the kitchen. How many dogs do you have? <clears throat> so you keep all four of them inside that barricade area? Yeah. Okay. That's where they were last night. Because the doggy door's there. Okay. So, so they can go in and out. Right. They go into the backyard. Yeah. So y'all were sitting there talking for a couple hours, uh, and what happened? Uh, <clears throat> he got it once to go get ice, and then came back, and then said he was going to put the dogs Move the dogs because they were barking too much. <coughs> what was he wearing? The towel. Okay. That was it. So he went and got ice and you say move the dogs. I think he took my my fuzzy shoes, I'm not sure. Okay. And how long was that during the time you were there? Y'all sat there for a good solid two hours talking? Yeah. And he didn't move. He went out once to get ice. Where, where to to get ice? In the kitchen? Uh-huh. Then he comes back? Mm-hmm. I got out, I went to the bathroom, got back in. There inside that bathroom? Okay. And that was it. Uh, then he got out and said he was moving the dogs to the office. Because when they're too loud, we don't want the neighbors to complain. They moves. So that's what he and he just, you know, it was taking a while, so I got out and was going to get dressed. 
for a change in my closet. And I went in there and I started to change. And that's all I remember until I woke up. And then I remember I woke up and I thought I had a seizure because my muscles hurt and my head was just hurting real bad. And usually lately I've been having trouble with uh, controlling my seizures. So uh, I dozed off again. I just fell asleep again until several hours later I woke up and realized I was tied up and I tried to flip over because my left side was asleep. I had fallen asleep. So I tried to flip over and then I kind of got stuck where I was for the rest of the time. That's all I remember. That's it. I mean, I would tell you more if I remember more. I just don't. It's just... Do you have pain? Do I have pain? My my legs were cramping and my wrists <coughs> hurt from the... Nowhere else? Uh, I have pain in my head here. Like what? Like I got hit on the head. I don't know if I fell or was pushed or what, but I, you know, just like all alongside this side. So the time when he got out to go check on the dogs, to go move the dog, what time was that? I said one or two in the morning. And when he did that, what kind of noises did you hear? Nothing. The jacuzzi was still running. Even when I got out, the jacuzzi was running. Sometimes we have to turn it off in the closet because the button won't work. So we the, turn it on the jacuzzi was making noise. It's pretty loud. Mm. And you couldn't hear anything over that? I didn't hear anything. Hear anybody scream? No. Hear the dogs? Or you could hear the dogs barking. Yeah, because they were right outside our window. <clears throat> so did he have to go outside to get them? I don't think so. Usually he just calls them and they come. They come in the doggy door? Yeah. So you don't have to open the door? Sometimes, yeah. Because some of the little ones don't want to come in. They're not... Yeah, if he opened they... the door last night, you would have heard that, right? I don't think so. No. The front? No, you mean the back door? Well, whatever door no. you'd have to do opening. I wouldn't have heard it, no. Okay. So when you're in, in the jacuzzi, what are you wearing when you're in the jacuzzi? Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. And when who found you today? Uh, my sister-in-law, Carmen. Okay. What were you wearing when your sister-in-law found you? This, this robe and this night towel. Did you have any underwear on? Rainy's on? Mm -hmm. Did you have any shoes on? 
No, it just leaves booties. Socks? Mm-hmm. And I want you to start where, when they, whoever found you at that point, what happened? Um, I heard, well, when I'd wake up, I'd hear the, the, the dogs crying, actually. Uh, <clears throat> whining. And then all of a sudden they started barking. And then that's when I heard their voices. Okay. And where are you at right this time? In the closet. But I was like up against the bottom of the the door. And so I started yelling. Okay. And then what happened? They they came in and uh I think I don't remember I think I saw him first, uh Herman or or uh, her husband first. And he tried to untie it, and he couldn't, and... Untie what? The, the ties on my hands and my feet. Okay, and how were you tied? Uh, behind, behind my back. Oh, yep. Behind my back, and my legs were also tied back here. I couldn't straighten them. Um... Were your legs tied to your hands? No. No. But I couldn't reach my legs. Like, I tried to untie my hands, and then I tried to also reach my legs, and I couldn't. Um, and I just couldn't reach. So you're in the closet, and uh, Herman sh- shows shows up because he hears you yelling. <laughs> okay. Um, what does he do at that point when he finds you? He tries to untie me, and he couldn't. And so he walk, He gets right. Walks, sees you in the closet. Walks right in. No, the chair was blocking it. There was a chair. I usually keep that chair inside my closet. How was it blocking the door? I don't know, but I just saw when he moved it. It, it like blocked the chair, and then he. The chair when he tried to open the door, the chair stopped, and then he moved the chair and then opened the door. And I was on the floor, and I told him to please untie me. And then, uh, and then I heard screaming, and Carmen came running in. And she couldn't untie me either. And I said, there's some scissors, and you know, we keep scissors in one of the drawers. Uh, and uh, Why was the family members over there today? Uh, my husband had invited them for lunch and dinner. Your husband did? Mm-hmm. When, tonight? Or? No. A couple of days ago, I think. And they were, uh, they were coming to eat at your house mm-hmm. tonight? And what were y'all cooking? His mom was bringing a turkey. And some sides, I guess. So when you're in the jacuzzi at that point, what do you remember? You're sitting there and you're talking. I want a little more detail. What were y'all talking about? 
the government and the security unit husband at that time. Are you just talking about what we're going to do in the future when he, you know, where does he oh work at? Where is your husband working? He works for HISD. And what does he do for HISD? He's a IT guy. And where do you work at? I don't work. You all had no disagreements? No. At all? I don't very well. You ever have any fights? Usually they were because of my daughter, but she's been gone for five years now, so no, not anymore. And what were y'all's plans for the future? When you're sitting in jacuzzi, what y'all want to do in the future? We're going to move and uh, travel. Move to where? Outside of heat. And you're on travel? What else? Just... Just travel, just... We talked about trading my car in or something else, something to travel with. Um... So what is your understanding? What, what, what has happened? Uh, What's happened? What happened? I'm trying to remember if... I think when we left CVS, there was a, a car following us because when we came in our neighborhood, it was still behind us. And he was really close, and my husband, I'd get upset with him because he, he would drive slower to, when someone was tailgating him, and I'd tell him, don't do that, because, you know, it's dangerous. So, uh, but the guy turned left, and we turned right, and so we thought it was just coincidence. And I keep trying to remember what time that was. But he turned right 
And he turned left. And he's uh What kind of car? I don't know, we just saw headlights. <clears throat> right behind us from the time we left. CVS. We couldn't see the car. <clears throat> I don't think he would open the door to some stranger. I don't know if they took anything. Keep the gun. In the closet. What kind of gun? It's just a red pistol. Do you know where he keeps it in that closet? No. I wanted him to keep it in the safe, but. But he's too stubborn. Do you know the combination of that safe? I have it Bread does not stay in the safe, but it stays in that closet. Right. Yeah. You don't worry about hiding it. In you there. keep it in the safe. locked in the safe now? I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't been in the safe in a long time. I don't know. So what makes you think he would go in the closet for the gun? Well, if someone was in the house to protect himself. I mean, is that where the gun's kept? Mm -hmm. In the closet? But not in the safe. No, he doesn't keep it in the safe. Do you know where in that closet that gun would have been? No. Sandra, when y'all came in last night, where, what door did y'all come in at? The garage door. And was the front door locked? Yeah, it's always locked, but we hardly ever use it. Okay, was the back door locked? Did y'all lock it? Did you lock it? Did he lock it last night? He was working outside yesterday. In the back door? Before we left, so I, I'm assuming he locked it. I didn't go out at all yesterday. You set the alarm? No. You have an alarm in the house? It's not monitored, so we never set it. No. Sometimes we'll set it and we go out. But not when we're home. Um, why we do that? 
Sandra, part of our job is what we do is we gather witness statements, okay? We also search for video cameras, okay? And a couple of neighbors had video cameras and wanted to get your house pretty well, okay? Your front door was locked, your back door was locked. Nobody came in okay. through the garage, okay? So we were hundreds and hundreds of murders, okay? And sometimes we we were cold-blooded killers that just on the street that would just kill somebody for nothing, okay? Then sometimes we murder murders that they're in an argument and something happens. Okay, there's two different types of people. You understand? Because if you argue with somebody and you lose it, yeah. your temper and an argument That's happens. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. And I think I'm going to stop talking now because I think I'm going to need a lawyer because I know how this works. I was the only one in the house, so I, of course. Who else would be in the house? No one would have. Would that I know of no one. No one would have been in there. But we wouldn't have left the garage door open either. You would have closed the garage door. I never use that site. Okay. I never use that well, site. What we're trying to do is get as much information we possibly can. You understand that? So we can narrow down times and, and all that stuff. Okay? So... That's what we're working on here. And if somebody did come into your house and hurt your husband, we have to figure that out. I want you to figure that out. Okay. And so that's why we're, I'm trying to get more specific details from you. Understand? Yes. And so that's part of our job here. If there's a, if there's a camera in the front of the house, there's the back of the house too. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. You understand? And you're in the house, and your husband's in the house, and your husband's dead. Mm-hmm. Okay? I know, that. I know that. I know that. So. I know how it looks. But I was also tied up, and there's, I couldn't, that's just. When you, when you got out of the jacuzzi, when you got out of the jacuzzi to, to put clothes on, you said you had no clothes on in the jacuzzi. So when you got out, do you remember what clothes you put on? Yes, I have a robe I use for the bath. Is that the robe? No. Okay. No, different robe. So you put a robe on. Right. And you put underwear on. No. I put... I, I don't remember. I took a shower. No, I didn't take a shower. I took a robe. I, I dried myself off. I put the robe on. And then I dried myself off, and then I went and changed, and I put this robe on. And you changed inside the closet? Yes. And when you changed, what what did you, you said you put that robe on, did you put any underclothes on? Yes. Do you remember what, what you put on? Yeah, pair of underwear. What color? I don't remember. Lavender, maybe. Okay. What about a bra? No. 
Any any kind of undershirt or anything like that? Just this uh, this thing here. That's it. Okay. The, the black. This is a kind of a Okay. Um, and you said you're still wondering where he's at at that time, right? You haven't heard from him. How long has it been? No. How long had it been from the time he got out to go check the dogs to the time you got out and went and got dressed? About 15 minutes, 20 minutes. He was supposed to just go move them and come back, right? Right. So what noises were you hearing when you got out? Nothing. The jacuzzi was still going. So you said you hadn't had much to drink. You're coherent, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what are you hearing before you said that you blacked out? Nothing. Nobody running? Nobody saying anything? Shouting? No. Nothing. You understand where I'm going with those questions? I understand, but I didn't hear anything. What all did what all did y'all have with with you inside the jacuzzi? What? What all did you have inside the jacuzzi when y'all were inside there? What did we have mm-hmm. to drink? No. What 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 all items were in the jacuzzi with y'all? Nothing. I mean, I've I've been in there since, and I've I see what's there. There's nothing in there. Just bubble bath. That's it. Did you have a float? Thing that was in there, like a little, was like a shell. Oh, a pillow, yes. Okay. Any, anything else? Nothing I can think of. Did you leave any clothing in there? No. Did you have a washcloth or anything like that in there with you? Uh, yeah, we had a. You didn't hear any noises. It's just real important that you try to recall. I mean, like like my partner said, you know, we're not uh, we're not sitting there trying to talk bad about you. It's just that you're the only thing, you're the only one we had to talk to that was there when whatever happened happened. Okay, and that's why it's so important, you know, for you to try to recall. I wish I could recall. I w- my memories. So bad, I just. And you know, I know well, you, you met with EMS. EMS yeah. checked you at the scene, right? Okay. And only you can tell us if you're hurting somewhere. It's like I ask you, you know, where you have pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> when they checked you, did did they ask you if? Uh, I mean. If, if, if a suspect unknown, if somebody that, you know, a stranger somehow came in your house and made you go unconscious, did anybody violate you in any way? No. I told them I had, I think, I'm pretty sure I was hit on the head. Okay. But not sexually assaulted or anything no. like that. Okay. It's just important that we have to ask. I think I would know. Okay. So you heard no shouting, nobody saying anything. 
No Ronnie? No. All I heard after that was... When I woke up was the dogs crying or whining. That was it. Okay. You know how long you had been out at that point? Yeah. Was there anything that you looked at in there? Was there a clock or anything inside yeah. your closet? Were the lights on in your closet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And when you woke up, were you tied up then? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I was tied up the first time I woke up because... What did you do when you woke up the first time? I couldn't move because I had a seizure, and so I usually can't move anyway. I hurt all over, and my head hurts. How often do you have seizures like that? I've been getting them more lately. I'm not able to drive anymore. How frequent? Um, at least once a month, maybe. The auras, I get them all the time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Do you take medication for that? Okay. And what was the last time that you had one of those before today? Uh... About a month ago, at home. Um, and what happens when you have those seizures? Do you, uh, do you, what's the symptoms? Well, how, how do you feel when you have those? Oh, I have auras, uh, signs that tell me that I'm going to have one. And it's like very forgetful, more than usual. Did you have one of those today? Yeah, I've been having it all week. Actually, all month. So, have you been forgetting things all month? Mm-hmm. And, and do you ever recall what you've forgotten later on? Some things. Some things I don't. Um, when I, when um, before... And right after, sometimes I can't even tell you my name. Okay. And let me ask you this. And I asked you before, you didn't answer my question. Why are we here? Do you know what has happened today? My husband was murdered. How? I don't know. I don't think he was shot. 
What do you understand? What do you understand that happened? Yeah, who told you that he was murdered? I saw him. You did? Yes. When they untied me, I heard hysterical screaming, and I ran over there, and I checked his pulse. Okay. To see if there was anything we could do. Yeah, I saw him. Okay. I didn't know that. I saw him. And you touched him. Yes. Touched his wrist. Touched his neck. Okay. Oh my god, it was freezing cold. And I know I shouldn't have touched him, and then I covered him. And I know I shouldn't have done that. What'd you cover him with? I don't know, something that was laying next to him, a jacket. I think it was a blue jacket. Was it his jacket? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, when you went to CBS. Yeah, Nightmare. You said you mentioned that when y'all were at CVS. Who, who went in at CVS? Did both of you go in? No, he did. He did? You waited? And at what point did you think that somebody was following you? Just, we were driving down Gessner, because he was just right next, right behind us. There's another lane, and he wouldn't go around. Right were you looking at him in the rearview mirror, or the... Side mirror? You looking at the I person? I can see him on the side mirror, the car. I can see a person. It was too dark. Could you tell if there was just one person in there? Or? No, I couldn't see anything inside the car. And that car, you, you're saying car. Was it a car? Not a truck? I, I don't know what it was. It was like a big vehicle, a small vehicle? It was vehicle. a big vehicle, yeah. I don't know if it was a truck, it could have been an SUV. Maybe it was an SUV. You can tell anything about the color? Pass any lights, any street lights? I don't remember if there's any street lights between. Okay, and you said that when you turned on your street, it went on? No, it, no. It turned into our subdivision. Behind you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But then it took a left and we took a right. And when it took a left, did you uh, look back to see what it looked like? No. No. We just said, oh, it was just coincidence. And just kept going. Okay. Do you remember seeing that vehicle when you were parked at CVS? Mm-mm. Where did y'all park? I wasn't park? paying attention. Where did y'all park at CVS? Um, away from the door, like the third lane away from the the main lane part far away. So if the door is here, you park the third parking space over here? No, third row away. Okay. From the, not the first row, but like the third row back. Okay. Um, was it busy at CVS? No. Not a lot of cars? Why'd y'all park so far away? Because I used to like to get the cars dimmed. So there were some cars. Yeah, there were a few. Okay. Yeah. When was the last time y'all got into an argument? Like I said, for my daughter lived with us. So how long ago was that? It was about five years ago. Where did she live? England. Why England? She got married. 
she um supposed to be moving back. Her, her her husband. To uh college station. So um you know, my partner explained to you about the front door and everything. We we checked your house over real good. Yeah. And uh What's your feelings on how this happened, or what has happened? I I don't know why the garage door was open. That that doesn't make sense to me. Because we don't use that one. We use the other one for my car. That was it. We don't open both. So it's rare for that side of the garage to be open. Only when my husband's working, which she was that day, but. In the daytime, not at night. And he didn't leave it open when y'all left? No. To go eat and everything, right? It wasn't open when you came home? No. Does that door open? Was the garage door open? Yes. Both of them do? Both. Can you do it with accessing it through the garage? Yes. Okay. And y'all have uh, the ones in the vehicle that can open? Yeah. In both vehicles? Yes. Okay. So if that door is closed and you are inside, somebody has to open it from the inside in order to get that open. You can't go on the outside and, and pull it open. No. So I guess last last Saturday night when you went in the jacuzzi, you never left the house after that one. No. Were y'all cleaning up that day? Um. Yeah, because of his family coming today. I mean, I'm always cleaning up after the puppies every day. Did you have any clean stuff out today? Or yesterday? I always keep a mop, mop in the bucket. And where was that at? It's either in the kitchen or or in the dining area. I don't remember where I left it last. Uh, is there any other way besides you have the front door, the back door, and the kitchen door? Is there any other doors that anybody can get access into the house? No. On the, uh, the kitchen door that leads to the garage, do y'all keep that locked? No. I never keep that locked. I don't even think it locks. Has your house ever been burglarized? Not this one. Y'all lived there how long? Maybe seven years. Never had a burglary. Well, we had some kids take some stuff. Friends of my daughter, drug addicts, took some stuff. How long ago was that? That was, I think that was five years ago, right before she left. Does your husband have any enemy, any enemies? No. Did you have any enemies? No. No, I don't. Everybody likes him, he gets along. Either one of y'all use any, any drugs? No. Any illegal drugs? Not at all. No. And that's not why we're here, but no, we, we have don't. to ask. 
Oh. We have several businesses where he does. He's always into something. So he works where? HISD. HISD? And what else does he do? We have several rental properties. And, uh... How many? service for doctors, but my daughter does most of the work and kind of just manages it. So she does that from England? Okay. What else? Um, that's it right now. Any problem with the people that rent those properties? Do you know all the people that rent those four properties? Yeah, everything. And does he go and collect the rent in person, or does they send it? Sometimes. Uh, one of them deposits it into the bank account, and the other two he goes in. The other one he picks up. Um, what part of town? One in Missouri City, one in Ailey, uh, one near where we are. And um, are you able to give me all the names and addresses of those places? I have to look it up on the computer. Okay. We're going to want to do that. Okay. Um, and I need to know the places that he goes and picks them up in person. Names of the people that rent. And you don't know of any of the business, you don't know of any problems with anybody collecting from or any are there any people that he's ever talked about were shady or Well with his mom's property he had some trouble, but I don't I think that's been the fixed the dog or whatever. Um, trouble with who? With I don't remember the whole story. Um he was going to have to evict them. His mother? Oh, she doesn't live on that property. That's no. just something she owns? Right. Okay, and is, where's that located at? In 80. Okay. I can't uh, remember why he's there. How long ago was that? Maybe three months ago. Okay. Um, I'm so bad with time, I just, I just, I'm taking guesses here. Um, so he was going to have to evict them. They weren't paying rent? No, it, something that they were doing that the homeowners association wanted them out. Okay. I can't remember what it was that they were doing. And what problem was he having with them? He was telling them they needed to... I think they were breeding dogs, pit bulls or something. I don't remember. He told them they couldn't do that. We're just going to have to let him go. And how'd that go? 
<clears throat> the, the husband got upset and called my husband and told him that, you know, it wasn't fair and all that, that they were doing that. I just don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Okay, what do you I think? I don't think that's it. We're listening. I don't know what it is, but I just... Is there somebody else that you feel like might be responsible? I can't think of anybody. No. Okay, well, let me ask you something. It's all procedure to, for us to talk to you, okay? We want to find out the answer to this as bad as you do. Mm -hmm. Okay, we do. We really do. And we're not trying to cause you trouble or cause you pain. But we have a procedure. Are you familiar with a polygraph exam? Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to take a polygraph exam? Yeah. Okay. We, uh, have a person that's going to come here. He's probably I here now. I can't do it now. I'm just a nervous wreck right now. Okay. Well, let me I explain. Just can't do let it me now. explain this. <laughs> and I'd rather get a, talk to a lawyer about it because I already, I already feel like, you know, I know where this is going. Okay. Well, I want you to understand that, you know, our motive is to try to find out what happened to your husband. Mm-hmm. Just like I told you. I know. And. Our procedure is to do that now. Now, I understand that you're upset. I understand that you've been through a lot. This person that does this is a professional and is able to filter for that. They're able to work through that. And I want you to meet with him and talk to him, no matter if you take the exam or not. Okay? And that way they can explain that to you because I'm not a polygraph examiner. I'm not a professional at that. But I'm telling you that, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to pin something on you. We're not trying to get you to say that you've done something that you haven't done, okay? We're merely trying to go through the procedure so that later on when we're asked, you know, we can tell you that that's what we've done. We've done our procedure. We've done our job, okay? And I'm asking you to also, you know, try to dig deep. I understand that. You said that you were you were struck and that you went unconscious. I understand that, but I'm asking you to really dig you know, dig deep because you know you were there. You I don't weren't. think I went unconscious. Okay. I mean, I think having a seizure is different from going. I mean, it's okay. the same. I understand. It's the same. You said that you when you've had those experiences that you forget things, and we understand that, but. You know, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm asking you, you know, of course, for you and for us, for your husband's sake, you know, if you can dig down and try to remember anything that might help us, that's what we want to try to do. Okay, Sandra, that's, excuse me, that's our, that's our sole purpose for while we're here. You know, we don't know you, you don't know us, didn't know your husband. But that's our job, is to try to find out the truth. Okay, that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, maybe maybe talking to a professional like that may help you to remember something, too. That has been a case in the past. Okay, I, that's all I'm asking. I'm sorry? Okay. But again, I won't take the test, but I will talk to him. Okay, that's great. <laughs> but I need to go.
Sandy wasn't arrested for Jaime's murder on the 24th of December 2012. In fact, the case remained open for over a year and a half. It was the summer of 2014 when a grand jury finally indicted Mrs. Melgar. And then another three years passed before prosecutor Colleen Barnett took the case to trial. On August 23, 2017, just one year ago, Sandra Jean Melgar was convicted for the murder of Jaime Melgar and sentenced to 27 years in prison. There are always two sides to every story, and this case is no exception. Colleen Barnett is the prosecutor who built a case against Sandy, tried it in front of a jury, and won a conviction. How did she do it? We're going to let her explain in her own words. Next week on Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is a production of NBI Studios. Michael Bussing is your executive producer, and Shane Yoder is our sound engineer. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. And Shane Yoder of PutThemInASong.com also created our Season 6 logo. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $1 a month. And we also have reward levels on the Patreon page that include access to the behind-the-scenes videos of the taping of our Friday follow-up episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts, Truth and Justice hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. But the most important thing that you can do is engage in the investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. And for all of you tweeters, you can follow along on Twitter at truthjusticepod. Don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on the case. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice.